Hey, Fifth Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What's going on, everyone? I welcome to another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Inside the Ring Podcast Network. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And, oh. Before we get started, one time for the birthday G, two times for the birthday G, three times for the birthday G, don't hit it your birthday G, get up and your birthday. Happy birthday, Jeremy! Thank you. Wait, did you play the clean version? No, I just stopped it. Oh, before I love it that. I thought, I, for some reason, I thought I heard like it being censored, and I was like, oh no, I was definitely like lip syncing the 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 words so i was like worried that i was just gonna look foul while the no, song no no i just stopped it before it got real dirty thank you so but happy much. birthday bitch <laughs> thank you i appreciate you i um yeah no i did i did have a birthday i did age so that's big you did yeah. you are officially in the second half of your 20s which let's talk about that right I had like three or four people tell me that I was in my quote late 20s after that. And I said, no, pause. No, you're in your mid 20s. Thank you. Because what's the interval? What what do you define as the interval? Like what's early, mid and late? I consider like 20 to 24, you're like early 20s. Okay. 25, 26, 27 as your mid, and then <laughs> okay, 20, well, 29 as your late. We might have varying opinions on that, but I'm like more of like a 20 to 23, 24 to 26 can be your mid, and then 27 to 30 can be I your mean, late. Hey, I was trying to give you another grace here of being in your mid-20s next year, but... I think, listen, I don't think it's just for me. Tell the truth. <laughs> Shut up. I am in my <laughs> mid-30s. Oh, totally agree. Yeah. No, sl- solidly agreed. That is true as I am in my mid-20s. So here we are. Here we are. I aged. I am a whole mid-late, mid-to-late 20-year-old. I know. I was like, wait, like, hold on. Pause. <laughs> why, why am I all of a sudden being accosted like this? Like, by people who are older than me too like can we also reverse back to that like what's going on there they're just bitter <laughs> like the i'm not the fountain of youth like coming at me is not the fountain of youth like pause <laughs> so they just want you to feel as old as they feel i i mean and i do most days but yeah no i appreciate it yes birthday was the 17th so mark it on your calendars for next year everybody <laughs> July 17th. And, he, and actually, he actually let people celebrate him. I did. It was kind of weird for me. Um, I am in my mini golf era. Apparently 26 is for that because I played a lot of mini golf. So Laura, I do have to apologize. I am making our entire Traverse City squad play mini golf. Actually, it's going to be fun as fuck. That's actually going to be a really great time, but we will be doing that. Um, I can't wait to put in the group chat that we're playing mini golf. I'm going to do it right fucking now. You should but, do it right now. Yeah. So, but I, um, <laughs> so I'm not good at it though. Like I've, I've discovered that, but I did. Yes. I let people celebrate me, uh, which included a 7 a.m. breakfast, which was like not maybe actually ideal. <laughs> I was so tired, but 
but it all worked out in the end. It did. And I spoiled you a little, but we're not going to tell anyone what it is until it's actually here. So we can Yeah, you're ridiculous. It. I love you. I love but, you. But you're ridiculous. Um, but thank you. Yes, it was a good day. And thank you to all of our listeners and all of our followers that showed me some birthday love. I really do appreciate it, y'all. So um, thank you. Oh, wow. When I just smiled, I was like, wow, my teeth look really white right now, which is like not indicative of what my dentist told me. <laughs> but I will say, as I did spoil you, there is such a thing as payment plans. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, I know neither one of us is a full price bitch. We're never paying the full amount. If you so have your an option, spoiling will be done by the end of August. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. You are hilarious. I I would be disappointed if you didn't like finance and or put on layaway and or like this that and the other like we've been done this like as a society we just like rename it shit this is not new this whole idea of like Klarna and whatever else have you like this is not new this is layaway guys like I don't know what's get like, <laughs> like don't but this is what I have to like remind myself of when I see people like on TikTok who just like and I know some people actually make money on tiktok so like that's how they pay for things but like some people just be out here buying shit and i'm like how how are you i don't understand and then you have to remember like oh things like klarna and paying for on paypal and all that sort of stuff exist yeah correct and thank god that they do i actually feel like the year i think Honestly, I think it was that first year that you were, like, really a fan. I felt like that was the year that I, like, used that the most, like, through Ticketmaster when I was, like, buying, like, tickets to, like, sit lower like an idiot. <laughs> that was a choice that I made. But, yeah, no, we love we love a little layaway. Come on, a little layaway. But, but, yeah, so my birthday was this week. It was great. Laura, how are you doing this week? We just focused. That was weird. We focused on me first. That was weird. And now it was we're your focused- birthday. So well, we have to. sure, sure, that is true. You can tell that Laura in this equation is the middle child, and I am the only child slash like not only child. I have half siblings, but like for twelve out of fourteen days, I was the only child, um, and so very much every day was my birthday. Like I was always the focus. I was always the center of attention. So hear me say that. Um, but you're like, no, we're continuing the celebration through July. Like, next week we're doing it, too. Like, get, get ready. Well, yeah, because it will continue until the next time that we're actually together in the same place. And yeah. we can have, like, a birthday dinner. Correct. And I also... And I can bake you your birthday dessert. Right. And so to follow up with that, and then we can see how you're doing, and then we can get on to uh, today's content, which is actually really exciting. We have good good hockey content for you all, so get excited. We do, yes. But uh, it also could end up turning into chaos. So I can't wait to see how that goes. But um, <laughs> I did send you, yeah, I did send you on TikTok a uh, banana-related dessert. You did. And I never really followed up with you to tell you that absolutely if you are feeling up for the challenge. I am is... always up for the challenge. I was going to ask if you wanted that or if you wanted the Philadelphia cream cheese bars. You know, and that would have been hard for me. I just, there's something about banana though just like gets me every time what i love about your birthday is that when it comes up like every one of my sappy posts comes up on your birthday that you've loved over the years 
But also what comes up is all the things that I've baked you on your birthday. Yeah, the real important stuff, like the stuff that like really matters. Like the, the time that I um, worked real hard to make coffee-flavored buttercream for you. And you did, and you did great. You did really great. You really did. I um, I loved that. Um, which is rare because like there were little chocolate chips on the outside. And when you do that, I hate, like I sometimes I hate like how cold chocolate chips are like texture wise, but you nailed that. You nailed it. Thank you. There was, there was also a tiramisu one year. That, <laughs> that was I, boozy. Cause that I was didn't wet. Yeah. I didn't, ma- I didn't make it the traditional way. That was wet. Yeah. That was, I made it with whiskey and it was boozy. boozy. <laughs> and it was a lot. Like it was like a, a fucking nine was, by 13 pan. Yeah, it was so much more than what I, oh but my. I have a problem baking for less than 50 people. <laughs> and you could have poured a fucking shot out of the pan too. Like you could have literally yeah. just like tipped it and done it multiple. Like it was a fifth of Jack in that bitch. Like it was like. It was insane. But it tasted good, and I don't even yeah. like tiramisu. Yeah, <laughs> because it wasn't tiramisu. It was like <laughs> it was whiskey soaked ladyfingers. <laughs> it was <cream>. whiskey masu. <laughs> <laughs> oh my the god! The tiny hint of espresso, and I don't even think I used like no, I did, but it was like a cold brew espresso, or like a concentrate, probably. Like, yeah, yeah, that's okay. It was great. Anyway. Uh, it was also like peanut butter brownies one year. Um, oh yes, the year came got traded. <laughs> oh yeah, wow, you uh, hold on to shit. Anyway, okay. Um... <laughs> it's not that I'm holding on to it. It's just that I mark time by memories, and that is a very distinct memory that you held on to. Some might say. Um, I believe that there are things that hockey related that you hold on to. Yeah, but I admit that, right? <laughs> I'm not say saying that. I don't admit it. You just did. You just <laughs> you just said it. You just literally like 18 seconds ago. <laughs> you were making fun of me for it. I don't make fun of you for hating Calfoot. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because of his dad. It's not super his fault, at least. But anywho. <laughs> Laura, aside from being accosted by your best friend, how are you doing mm-hmm. today? Well, I feel attacked. Um, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, I'm fine. It's just been, today was just a very long day. It Work was just, I had like a three-hour meeting this morning, and then I had um, multiple hours of, because it's like midterms kind of. Club Estate is weirdly split up in the summer, so like midterms kind of happen like over a course of a month. And so we've just been getting a lot of cases randomly. And so I had to do a lot of um, video watching this afternoon. And it is, they were very tedious. One was a real journey and the other one was also a journey. So it just was a time. I kind of came home and like vegged out for a little bit um but but no over overall it was good and i have agreed to um watch friend of the show morgan watch her some of her pets 
while uh, they are on vacation for the next 10 days. So I will be responsible for a couple guinea pigs, a hamster, and some fish. So two different kinds of fish, some smaller ones, and then three big goldfish, one of which is named Boone. So shout out to Sam if you're listening to this. Sam, buddy, I feel so honored that you trust me enough to watch your pets. I promise I will send your mom pictures. And I promise with all of my might, I will try to have eagle eyes on if the two pregnant fish give birth. So we'll see how that goes. And, and Sam, she's great with fish. So rest assured. <laughs> I don't have to clean the tanks. <laughs> rest assured, Sam. Sincerely, your animals will be. Yes, they will, will be, be okay. perfectly fine. And, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And <laughs> so, no, Sam, they're going to be great. Okay. So, Laura. <laughs> yes. We decided to have a little bit of fun. As we've talked about, we are new members of the Inside the Rink podcast network and also are writing for Inside the Rink. Uh, be sure to follow us both on our personal Twitter handles. Uh, I'm at ITR Jeremy and Laura is at ITR Laura. But uh, one of the things that we wanted to both post a story about uh, in, in the very Taylor Swift era cycle of things and the re-recording of her albums uh we've got the top 10 columbus blue jackets prospects jeremy's version and the top 10 columbus blue jackets prospects laura's version Coming <laughs> why to you. do you say it like mine are gonna be terrible <laughs> no, no 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 i wasn't supposed to be i promise like it was dramatic effect like it wasn't like uh i'm, I'm not gonna like, I'm not going to have the best explanations as to why I put people where they are, but. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Nobody listens to a podcast because they think that the hosts are going to have anything to back up a point they make. That's not why you <laughs> listen to a podcast. And if it is bad news, bad news. Hey, <laughs> bad news. Um, we only do that sometimes. We only sometimes have points that are followed by uh, quality analysis. Sometimes it's just, a, huh, it feels good. It feels good. <laughs> I think we have a nice balance. We do. I'm just I'm just being a shit. But uh, Laura, so we've got it going. I think we haven't really talked about how we're going to do this for the show. I know we've talked a little bit about what the you know articles are going to look like. So uh, folks can be on the lookout for those this week. But I think we start at the bottom, right? Yeah, I don't think we and can. then we work our way up. Um, okay, so do we, like, say on three? Do we, like, say our, uh, like, how do we want to do it? What's the structure? What feels best? I'm sorry for giving you a uh, thing you have to think about, like, and make a choice on while we're recording. Um, I think it would be fun to say on three, because that way if we have okay. the same one. It'll be a cute little moment, like. Yes, okay. and then we can talk about. You know, obviously, if they're different, we could talk about. Um, and they probably will be because my bottom got real dicey. No, it's just weird. It's weird. Uh, it's not <laughs> just you. <laughs> it's not just you. Um, okay. So let's practice. I want to practice because I just see a world in which we fucked this up collectively. And mm -hmm. I want to avoid that. This is a quality okay. control moment. For those who are listening, this is how you make sure that your product 
is great. Most people don't include it in the show. We do. And if that's a problem, sorry. <laughs> okay. So the forward button like 30 seconds and we will have determined what we're doing. How this is going. Yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. Thank you so much. Okay. So I just imagine like in 30 seconds, let's just like act like we totally like fucked up and like not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway no I'm they stupid. know us too well they're not actually going forward. no for sure for sure we're stupid okay um so uh, practice so yeah let's so practice let's play let's act like our player is the guy you can't let go of the player you can't let go of cam atkinson let's okay. say we're picking him so are we, are we saying cam atkinson or are we saying cam we're just gonna say cam atkinson whole name okay which is gonna whole get name. interesting potentially <laughs> um but we're gonna try it anyway. Okay, so three, two, one, Cam, Cam Atkinson. Okay, so I think we can do it. I have faith in us. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So we are going to go bottom to top, our top ten prospects, and we are probably wrong. I'm just nervous that you're gonna make fun of me. <laughs> I won't make fun of you. I promise. I okay. am here to tell you that barring a couple of, of <laughs> players that if you were to put in the top, well, let's also say this. So that way people aren't like, why isn't this person included? The rule that we created for ourselves was that the player could not have played more than 41 NHL games. So half of an NHL season. So like Ken Johnson, Kroll Marchenko, like those players are not on our lists and don't be mad at us when they're not because they've graduated. So yeah, um, so we'll start at 10. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, we're we're idiots. I must I almost just said we're an idiot. Like I almost just said like, we're one collective we idiot. We are one idiot. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Carson, Carson Myers. Okay. <laughs> wow. I thought we were saying the same name, but uh I know. One letter off. There. One yeah. letter off. I've got uh, Carson Kuhlman's as my 10, and you have Carson Meyer as your yeah. 10. Laura, care to, is this one of the ones that you want to throw some some analysis behind, or is this one that the listeners have to just take it for fact? <laughs> I'm cool no, with either. I think I can talk about Carson a little bit. Um, you know, Carson's uh, an older prospect. He's been in our system for a couple years now, and he's always kind of like on the verge, like everyone's always like, this might be his year. Like this might, and he's had a couple really successful seasons in the AHL and, you know, he's doing a lot. Like he always seems to be really focused on just getting to that next level. He's um, playing in the um, Cap City Elite League this summer. Um, and he just, you know, really seems dedicated. And I think, you know, this is one of these moments where, I want to root for him. Like he went to, you know, Ohio state and Miami um, and, you know, Ohio kid. And you just don't want to quite give up on it. So that's why he's my number 10. Yeah, no, I mean, a good pick. He's played in 14 or 27 NHL games. I should say he's got four points. Uh, and like you said, a lot more time in AHL Cleveland. So not a bad pick from you, my friend. Not a bad pick. I went with um, I went with Kuhlman's at 10. He's usually, I think, a little bit higher on people's lists, and I'm interested to see if and where he is on yours. But I, it's one of those things where, like, he, to me, and I don't know why I'm feeling this way, it's just, like, I just – maybe it's just because I don't know, feel like I know a ton about him, but I just don't know that he 
is going to materialize into a great defenseman. Like, I think he's going to be very serviceable. I think I honestly would go on a limb and say, I think all of the players in my top 10 are going to play NHL games if they haven't already. And like, are going to, to potentially like be significant, like contributors on an NHL team, whether that's the Jackets or somewhere else. So to put him at 10 for me is not to say that he's like, not going to, you know, make, make an NHL roster or that he's not going to be serviceable for the Jackets, if not more, but I just, he kind of feels like Gabriel Carlson to me. It's like a late first round defenseman that I just never know how those guys are going to materialize. They don't always hit. And so we'll see. Yeah. All right. You ready to do number nine? Yes. Three, two, one. James Malatesta. Oh, look at us. Okay. So James Malatesta. Um, we both got a chance to chat with him at development camp, and obviously he had a hell of an off season or a postseason, I should say, with um, you know, you know, with with Quebec, and so he is somebody who I think has rised, raised, risen, risen, risen. <laughs> oh my god, I might edit that. Um, <laughs> maybe I won't, but he has risen significantly i think on this list over the last couple of seasons um you know like we talked to him about you know he two years ago was at traverse city made an impression wasn't as great that second year in traverse city but was still good and skated with jordan dumay and all that kind of stuff but yeah i think he's gonna continue to develop this year in cleveland and he's gonna turn into a really really great middle six forward for the jackets yeah, I think he is definitely one that you can tell um, both in his gameplay and in his personality that he's done a lot of growing over the last couple of years. And like that is, I think, really preparing him for, you know, the potential to play some NHL games. And yeah, I think he's going to do well for Cleveland. He's going to look great in that uniform. So, you know. God, I love that uniform. So good. So good. So good. All right. Number eight? Yes. All right. Three, two, one. Dimitri Voronkov. Corson. Corson. Yeah. Okay. So I've got Dimitri That wasn't Voronkov. because I couldn't say his last name. It wasn't because we no, messed up the good. countdown. <laughs> you are all good. Um, so we've got... Differing number eights here. Laura, I talked a little bit about Corson. I'll throw it to you to kind of give your two cents on on him and why he's he's falling in at number eight on your list. I mean, I think I feel similarly to you that, like, I'm not sure, like, how much he's going to fulfill everyone's expectations. I think a lot of times when, especially last year when we were defensemen, we're just dropping like flies. Like everyone kept saying, like, why don't you let Corson have a try? Why don't you let Corson have a try? And it's like, there's a reason why they didn't. Like he's he just wasn't quite ready yet. And um, I think there's still a lot of potential there. And that's why I put him at eight, because I just think maybe another year to see like where he's going in his um development. But he yeah, he's just kind of a wild card. Like can really go either way as if he's going to like really 
live up to everyone's like he's going to be so great expectations or if he's just going to be like with which, which there's no problem with this like kind of a upper mid player and have a pretty decent career like you know i'm not saying he's terrible but he's just really riding that line right now yeah no without a doubt and so i think that's fair to put him there and then i look at my number eight in dimitri Vronkov. if nothing else this guy simply just being six four and not being afraid of throwing the body around like it's sold got it noted i mean obviously i think the thing about him that i'm most excited about or the thing that like keeps me the most interested about him is i feel like he really did improve quite a bit from his last season to this one i think he's somebody who has shown over a few seasons in the khl that he's capable of developing as he continues to age and all that kind of stuff and so i'm looking forward to seeing how that all translates onto north american ice with the jackets and and more than likely more than likely with the jackets um he does have that uh clause on his contract that if he's not on the roster in december then he he can go back to russia and so i think the jackets will more than likely have him up in in columbus but maybe maybe not so that's my number eight cool sweet let's do it number seven lucky number seven three two one gavin okay Denton matechuk is is here at seven on your list um i think people people would say maybe that that's a little bit lower but talk to us about like where where denton matechuk sits in your view and you know kind of just like what what you're still looking for out of him to maybe be a little bit higher on the list now i will say that i went back and forth about moving him around with some people that i do have higher on my list because it was hard for me to do the list because i think as far as prospects are considered, and I'm not saying this because I'm a homer, I'm saying it because I read four articles leading up to this um, segment of the show stating about how deep our prospect pool is and like how, you know, we have like, some would say like the top three prospect pool in the NHL. So we have a lot of good humans and, but I, I just had a few more reasons for other people, which, got Denton to seven. Um, but I I mean, he's really good. Like he's just really, really good. And he works really hard. We didn't get a, the opportunity to see him play much at development comp, camp because he was in the second group. And we were oftentimes doing media stuff on the two days that we were there um, when the second group was on the ice. But I went back and watched some things um, from development camp Um, and from his previous season, and he's just really good. And it pained me to put him at seven because I do think that he is going to make an impact, and I'm just excited. Like, I'm the one that's terrible at, like, specifics, but, like, if you could be in my brain right now, you can see me, like, replaying all the highlights and the plays and stuff and just being, like, there's something in this kid. So that's why I put him at seven. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And I think you and I honestly, like if we're going to catch any flack, I think for our lists, we both might catch it at seven Um, because me putting Gavin Brindley at seven, I think is probably lower than a lot of people might say. And, uh, 
honestly, like it just comes down to, I think he is going to, I mean, he's going to always be really good at, you know, being a guy who's going to drive play. And he also like, is really hard to get off the puck. He's smaller, but he's like really hard to get off the puck. He's got a low center of gravity, which allows him to, you know, really just like stay in there and fight for it. Him and, uh, him and Tyler pedal were going at it. <laughs> at- at development camp and some of the drills and uh, Gavin was certainly um, certainly winning those battles, which was in, insane considering the the height difference and just the overall size difference between the two. And so I think the thing about him that I just want to see more of is just like seeing how he can continue to develop uh, in all aspects of the game. He's somebody who I think is definitely going to be a mid, you know, mid to top of the lineup player. I think he's probably going to sit around like a two or a three. Like I almost wonder if like maybe like an Oliver Bjorkstrand kind of vibe is like something I could see from him. And I think that that's totally great. <laughs> I think that's amazing. And I mean like Oliver Bjorkstrand, one of my favorite players for a reason. And Gavin Brindley has a lot of those same attributes. And I honestly, like, I think it, if he can develop into his top, top potential like he's a lot higher than seven on this list i think it's just a matter of waiting to see how it all continues to come together in a second year in michigan yeah he's got such a good energy too like a good time yeah he's a good dude yeah real, i can't wait to see real positive i can't wait to see how he continues to, to develop i'm probably gonna try to get over to ann arbor to see him play again this year i think that would be a good time but all right number six number six I'm nervous. Okay. I'm nervous about this one. Okay, number six. Okay, three, two, one. Luca, Luca Del, Del, Del Belvoir. <laughs> no, I was like, "Fuck, we don't, don't both say it. Don't both say it because it's gonna sound like a jumbled mess on the show." <laughs> if you didn't understand that, we said Luca Del Belvoir. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I like that's my so my being scared was warranted we both went that direction so um yeah i i just i mean i think we'll probably end up saying some similar things about him i know we we both i feel like have a very favorable opinion of him and again maybe six is higher than some people would have him on their lists i would say that he is somebody who to me at this point like i feel like is going to be more of an nhl regular like i would i would put more money on it than i would on gavin brindley right now but I think that that's just because he has kind of continued to improve in you know his time in Mississauga, but then also you know being traded to Sarnia, having having a chance to to go on a deep playoff run there in in the CHL. I, I just he's somebody who I think is going like he continues to like grow too. Like he is bulked up from when we last talked to him in Traverse City, like when we when we chatted with him at development camp, he was a lot bigger and, you know, his skating, I will say that. Like, that's like the one thing. I can't skate. I always say this. I always say this because I'm like, I, I fear that somebody's going to see it and maybe even one of these guys and they're going to be like, what the fuck is that guy talking to me about? <laughs> so I can't skate. So here it is. But um, I think that that's like the common critique of his game at this point. And like the thing that people always say needs to get better is his skating. And so it was like, there were some moments where I I noticed at development camp that maybe it wasn't where it needed to be, but like overall I thought that he really wasn't noticeable in terms of his skating, which I think is a good thing. Like, I think that that like means that he's probably developing in that area a little bit more than, than what we might be seeing. 
totally, totally. Yeah, um, and you're right. Like he did definitely between September and July when we saw him at development camp. Um, he has really like you like you're, you like you said he's bulked up. He actually seemed taller. Um, but I, that might've also been cause we may have been on a slight incline when we emailed him the, or not emailed when we interviewed him the first time. Um, we were on an incline when we emailed him and it just like, we thought he was a little bit shorter. <laughs> um, but no, and, and again, I, I will agree his skating is not his strong suit, but I do think you could tell in development camp that they are like working on that with him like and getting it to be more consistent and a little bit faster and like just a little bit more not to use like a figure skating term but more graceful um because he's a little bit like a baby giraffe on skates sometimes um but i think his you know his shot his tenacity his willingness to like really get down in it with people like that's the reason why you love Luca. And I think he's going to have, cause he'll, he'll be eligible to play in Cleveland this year. So um, I think he's going to do great things there. I think fans are really going to love him. Um, and he's just, he's on the verge of like a very bright NHL career. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's going to be a really great middle six guy, like I said earlier. And, uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun to see what he can turn into. I think it, it's going to be really good stuff. But um, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. We we really think that it would be lovely if when time comes for the Jackets to get back on the ice and all of that kind of fun stuff in October, if you could see them. And if you're like me and you don't live in Columbus and you rely on things like ESPN Plus to uh, – to watch the games, you're just going to want to make sure that you have subscribed to ESPN Plus. Um, you're going to want to go to um, InsideTheRink.com slash ESPN uh, and sign up today. Make sure you subscribe. So go check that out. But Laura, we're in the top five. We're Woo-hoo! in the top five. Um, I think I think that I at least have said one player at least that's in your top five. Is that correct? Have I already said one? Yes. Okay. Yes. How many how many that you have said do you think are in my top five? One. Correct. So I think that like we're probably those people maybe just are gonna find them like maybe they're just on the other sides. We'll see. We might have the yeah. same 10. We might have the same 10 players. Oh. I, I don't think we do. Yeah. No, because I don't think Carson, no, Ma- Carson Meyer is not in my top 10 or top five. And, <laughs> yeah, and I don't have um, Ronkov. No, no, no. I have Ronkov. Um, why did I just forget Michigan? Why did I just forget his name? Kevin Brindley. Yeah, I don't have Gavin okay, great. in mine. Okay, so we've got this is gonna be fun. We're gonna have a good time in this top five. And that was painful for me. I'm a surprised. We interviewed him, and so I figured he would be higher. Like I don't know. I just thought maybe that like a little. My heartstrings just pulled for Carson, and I couldn't. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. All right, we're gonna go number five here, and we're gonna go mm-hmm. in three, two, 
one Stanislav, Stanislav Swozel. Okay. <laughs> so maybe not as fun as we thought. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, we both got the same number five. Uh, what what made you go go with the former Regina Pat? I think the same thing that I say about a lot of, of the ones in the top five is that in my top five is that he's someone that we've been hearing about for a while and he's got a really good game and he's just one of those people that when you're looking down the pathway of the Blue Jackets over the next three to seven years um, is going to be hopefully a big impact player for us because, you know, obviously we don't get to see behind the scenes of, you know, what management or whatever is looking for, for the team. And obviously that can change based on everything, but, you know, or what people are hoping for in development, but he's just one of those players where like people talk about him enough and you form your own opinions about where the team is going and what the team's plan is. And I just can't help but feel like he's going to be one of those people. Um, And I think that he is definitely one of those people that makes our prospects like a step above other teams' prospects in his skill level. I think about him as being somebody who like, I look at my list and he is, uh, this is a spoiler alert that I don't know if it's too much of a spoiler alert, but he's my third defenseman on this list in the top five, three of my top five are defensemen. And so he is somebody who I, I think like has had a little bit of like a meteoric rise in my viewpoint. Uh, you know, I think that he was somebody who I would probably say like was sitting below course and Kuhlman's for me, like maybe this time last year, but he's somebody who, especially in the WHL this year, I mean, being teammates with Connor Bedard surely didn't hurt. Uh, obviously they're actually pretty, pretty solid friends. Um, but I mean, obviously he's had a lot of attention on him for other reasons too. I mean, he, you know, just absolutely was a firecracker, uh, you know, obviously had tons of points this year and you know, even got a chance to suit up for a couple of jackets games and looked okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like he didn't necessarily like look incredible. I mean, like he like tallied a point, like, you know what I mean? Like, and for but, the cards that those guys were dealt at the end of the season, that were coming into play. Like, Anybody that looked decent on that ice at that time of year is like probably a, a pretty good prospect. Anyone that was standing up on their two skates looked great in the place that we were in at the end of this last season. So um, we didn't right. hand them the best situation to come and make their NHLs. NHL debuts. No, abs- absolutely not. We, we certainly didn't, but I think he's going to be a big part of it. I, I think he complicates things for the Jackets, and that's the kind of stuff that you want to see. Like, it's okay if your prospects start to make you have to make hard decisions in your NHL, guys. Like, that's that's what you want. You want to always develop better. You always want to implement better. And so, yeah, Stanislaus Wetzel, number five, feels pretty safe to me. All right. Number four. Can I get a four for four? Woo-hoo. We Maybe love Wendy's. <laughs> sponsors um anyway you know actually this is a good moment for me to say one of the reasons i miss living in columbus for sure is not being able to go and do the wendy's test kitchen stuff and get paid for it yes that was one of your like 
uh, favorite activities. And I'm gatekeeping the fuck out of that. So don't come to me asking me how to, and I like don't even live there anymore, right? Maybe. Maybe real if you ask him nice enough. Maybe. He's, he's a real gatekeeper when it comes to fast food taste testing. Sure am. Anyway, number four. <laughs> Three, two, one. Jordan Dumas. Okay. All right. There it is. Got a little bit of difference. So I had Jordan Dumay at my number four. You had Dimitri Vronkov. We've already talked about Dimitri Vronkov, so I'll let you kind of start us off with just your rounding it out, talking about him and, and why why you have him a little bit higher than me. I've got him at eight. You've got him at four. Yeah. Um, so, again, he's one of these people we've been talking about for a really long time and wondering when he was going to come over from Russia and how we could get him to come over from Russia. And, you know, it is one of these things where he's the kind of talent where Yarmo was willing to be like, yeah, if we don't have you at the level that you want to be at in America, we'll let you go back over to Russia. Like, um, and he is for like the limited amount of footage that you're able to get from the KHL, like in the States, um, it all has to be found like on YouTube. Um, and it's in snippets, like, um, he's really good and the fact that like again that a they're willing to be that flexible with him and b that he is willing to come over like that means he sees an opportunity and he sees like the direction that the team is going in um so he feels confident enough to leave this pretty successful career that he's had in the khl so far over the last few years so um and kind of similar to like us anticipating Kirill coming over from Russia like um I don't think he's gonna disappoint and I'm excited to see like what he brings um yeah pretty much yeah yeah no he's he's gonna be a lot of fun to watch and I really can't wait to watch him be the shit out of somebody <laughs> that will really, be exciting yeah I'm really looking forward to that I mean for me Jordan Dumay is just such an interesting case because it's always a fear of whether or not that game is going to translate into the NHL. But he, as he told us, right, like there are elements of his game that people don't talk about and there are elements of his game that he thinks people are a little too critical of. And he he demonstrates it, right? Like he's an interesting case because it's also like he doesn't really have anything left to prove in the queue, but he also isn't probably ready to, to tackle the NHL and like it's not a bad bad year for him. I mean, he was somebody who missed out on Team Canada's junior like world junior team last year. He was invited to camp but didn't make the team. And so like that is kind of one of the things that I think like if you're Dumay, you're looking forward to this year in terms of still being at that junior level. Uh I and and I think that's where he goes. I don't think he's I don't think he makes the Jackets roster this year, but that's okay. I mean, he's just like we don't have to tell you about the points that he's put up. We don't have to tell you any of that stuff. I mean, like he's, he's going to probably be the MVP in the queue again next year. He's definitely probably going to put up the most points and it's just basically like uh how much, and, and it keeps, and it continues to get more unfair, right? Cause I mean, like he's aging up, so he's going to be uh, one of the, he's going to be the oldest you can be in that league if he's there. So it's just going to be a fireworks year for him. But yeah, I mean, it's just, 
I, I would put him higher. It's just like, how is that going to translate? And we'll see. We will see very soon. I think, I think next year, obviously he'll be a junior, but 24, 25. Yeah. Cause then he'll be eligible at least yep. to go to the AHL. So yep. we're looking forward to it. Okay. The top three, this is the podium. This is our podium. I think that we might have, I know we have one of the same, <laughs> I'm assuming. If we uh, don't, I'm nervous for one of us. I feel like we probably have to have two of the same top three. I guess we'll see. We're going to have to say number three. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Denton Matthew. Jordan Dumay. Okay. Yeah, I figured he was probably your three. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't have much. I don't have much more to add than what you said. Um, you know, he is in one of those like funny situations because he is so young and he was drafted so young that he, well, like you said, he doesn't have much more to prove, like in juniors, but he's not old enough to compete in or to be able to be assigned to an AHL team. So he only has the option this year of going back to juniors or playing for the Blue Jackets. And, you know, he had an incredible season this past season. Like you cannot argue with like his points and like his performance and all this sort of stuff. But, you know, there is that small hinge, like Jeremy said, of if that is going to transfer over to NHL level and without being able to play right now in the AHL, it's harder to obviously it's harder to determine whether or not he would be ready for the NHL. So I do think he's going to spend another year in juniors and then we'll finally get to see his like AHL NHL combo pattern in 24-25. So, um, but yeah, so that's why he's, he's my number three because there is that will this transfer, but my God, is he good? situation so he's so good so Denton Matejak in his second full year in the WHL put up almost a point per game so you know I, I think like while he might not necessarily like come into the NHL and be like you're like you know Eric Carlson's or whatever have you like he obviously has the ability to play a two-way game he's somebody who has has kind of been touted as that and it's interesting because in his draft year he was he was the one that was supposed to be the the major you know, point getter for the Jackets on the blue line, but then the other guy that he got drafted with also is is doing some of that at the AHL level, which I think we'll probably talk about. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just like he is going to maybe add some depth scoring on the defensive side of things, which for the Jackets is like a must-have. Like, I think that that's a, a total win if he can materialize into that, if it's, if it's, you know, ceiling is as high as we think it could be and if he gets there. Yeah, it's <laughs> what I love about Blue Jackets fans is that um, they always want us to have defensemen, defen defensive defensemen, because, you know, they, they say we need more grit and all this sort of stuff, and we do, but defensive defensemen don't score a lot, and that freaks people out. So Blue Jackets fans just, like, really love a good offensive defenseman. So it'll be interesting to see which which role he fully um plays into 
without a doubt, without a doubt. And Laura, I think maybe her top two is the same. Part of me was like worried that maybe one of the top two didn't make your list, like based on our rules. Like if we were like worried if like the rules were safe. So I think we're good though. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Because if our number twos are the same, he didn't come anywhere close to NHL games. Uh oh. <laughs> All right, three, two, one. David, David you're attack. He played in four games this year. You said forty less than forty-one games. Oh, I thought you meant. Sorry, going back. I thought you said this guy didn't come close to NHL game, like getting to play in the NHL. Is what I thought you were no, saying. No, no, uh, he didn't sorry. come close to our rule about. Yeah, NHL games. Got it. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Wow. Crisis averted, friends. I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh oh. Would it, was I in a coma for all of last season? Because he definitely didn't play for the Blue Jackets more than a handful of times. No, Laura. I really thought you were about to come from the top rope and be like, three, two, one. Martin Rice Abbey. Like I was like, <laughs> what is about to happen? I was like, I was like, oh god. I was like, she's gonna Just, really. Squirt pulled her. some person out of nowhere. Oh man. But I mean, I think like it's it's understandable why some people wouldn't even necessarily think about like either of these top two guys as like quote unquote prospects. But I mean David Yurchek, I mean, for for all it's worth, like he I mean, like I said, he's played in four NHL games. <laughs> um, but I think that that like even at that though, like it just feels like he has like been around and that's not true. Like he's very young. <laughs> he's very much only in his first year as a professional, but he obviously made a huge impact in Cleveland, the HL for the first time this year, uh, released a prospects team, like an all prospects team. So this isn't guys who are just on like HL deals. These are guys that are like under a certain age and haven't played a certain number of games or whatever have you. David Juracek and Simon Nemec were the the two starting defensemen on that team. And so obviously a high honor, but he had 20 points or 20 uh, assists, I should say, on the power play last year, led AHL rookies, including forwards. <laughs> so um, I think what he's going to turn into is something great. I think Zach Wierenski's spot as being the, the quarterback of the first power play. I mean, like, I think that that's probably safe, but like, you've got to admit that the, the, these two power play units, like the jackets could, if they do this right, have two really solid power play units. It could have two really solid defensive um, or offensive defensemen that, that can pose a threat. I'm excited to see what he's going to turn into. I mean, just think about, like, him and Kirill Marchenko, like, on a power play unit. And, like, with his assist ability and Kirill's just, like, dire need to score all the time, like, it would just be fire, I think. I mean, the number of points that the two of them would have, and it would be, like, ugly. It would be, like, the stat line would be, like, Marchenko would be, like, 27-0 and 27 <laughs> And your check would be like one twenty six and twenty seven. He just scores forty goals without having a single assist. <laughs> He's like, I help myself. I don't help others. <laughs> um, but no, like, I mean, obviously he was our first round draft pick last year, and you know, again, another thing similar, even though skill wise, it's not really the same. You know, this past season when we were like 
just the onslaught of injuries. Everyone was like, why won't you bring up David Yurichek? Why won't you bring up David Yurichek? Why won't you bring up David Yurichek? Here's the thing. We also talk a lot about how they don't always do a great job developing players like this. Correct. And they did the absolute right thing with keeping that kid in Cleveland for as long as they possibly could. Now, obviously, we needed him the one time when we first brought him up, but then they let him stay down there and brought him up at the end to just, like, I think kind of reward him because, like, you know, hey, buddy, like, you really stuck it out in the AHL, like, and understood the process. And that's what they needed to do. And that's what we haven't done properly with a lot of young guys over the last couple of years. And so... I'm all for um, that decision. And, you know, depending on how he does at camp and everything, like, you know, let's see. But if he starts out in the AHL, like, it's not going to be the end of the world. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. It could be very similar to Kirill. Obviously, they play different positions. But, like, he may get just get going and, like, get adjusted in the AHL and then come up by, like, November and kick ass the rest of the season up in Columbus. So like they're actually doing it right with him. And so we all need to calm down. <laughs> yeah. And wow. I thinking about Karel Marchenko starting the year in Cleveland is still so wild to me, but, but yeah, I mean, I think, <clears throat> I, I, I think you're exactly right. The jackets have long not done a great job of, of treating prospects with care. And, <laughs> and so I think they've done that with your check and truth be told, I don't even know if he would have gotten up to the NHL at the end of last season if Cleveland wouldn't have sputtered out at the end of the year and missed the playoffs. If Cleveland was still fighting for the playoff spot, I don't think he would have gotten called up. And I and I think that that again is totally the right call. But I think you're you're right, Laura. Like once Cleveland wasn't fighting for it anymore, and neither I mean Columbus had nothing to play for. It was like yeah, like what the hell, bring him on up. But ceremonial three, two, one to this to this one. Yes. Three, two, one, Adam Fantilly. 100%. I mean, it's not even close. I don't even know, like, gosh, I mean, like, (laughs) I don't even know how much we actually have to say about this guy, like, that we haven't said already in previous episodes, but um, he's the real deal. Yeah. He's the real deal. The only, I I have, I have one hot take to share. Ooh. And I, it's, Spoiler alert, like I talk about it in the article, but people are like pretty quick to say like he's the best prospect the Blue Jackets have ever had. And I am just so hesitant to like crown him that yet only because I just like one, it's trauma. And two, it's also I have a hard time before seeing a little bit more dethroning the guy who's the only guy who has his number up in the rafters like that's to me like the only reason why i hesitate to say that he's the number one prospect but i think that that it might not be long before that take is like freezing cold but like it's just like i have a hard time saying it he's easily the number one guy right now he's easily probably the number one guy of the last 10 15 years but it's i just started the rick nash comparison it's hard it's hard (laughs) for me to get through it yeah and i agree i do think if and when that comes to light 
Um, I do think Rick will be very proud to uh, pass off that title per se um, to Adam because I know Rick has been a big part of, um, you know, helping them pick out who we were going to draft and all the stuff. And he'll, he'll be a big part um, going forward, probably with, with development and, and all that sort of stuff. And so I think he'll be happy to pass that off to Adam if it does truly come, come to light. But yeah, I mean, we, we gabbed on and on about him um, obviously when he was drafted. And then when we uh, spoke with him at development camp, but he's just the whole package at this point, like he is, incredible on the ice and he is professional and mature and seemingly very well-rounded off the ice. So he's, it's going to be big things. And I think, I mean, I know everyone's excited, but I think for the first time, not really the first time, but like for a true time in the last couple of years, like you should be excited. Like, cause we're going to see great things. Um, and you know, it just didn't make sense to have anyone else but him be, um, our shared number one. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he's just it. He might be him. He might be him. He might be him. And and I think that, you know, obviously, it's just going to be fascinating to see where he starts out the year. Obviously he's going to be in the NHL. There's no doubt about that. It's just a matter of, is it going to be on that first line? Is he going to play some sheltered minutes at the start of the NHL season? And then he's going to boil into it. I mean, I think the thing is, is like, there's a very real, there's a real chance that like, we're talking about Fantilli and Bedard top of the Calder race and, it's a, a really real situation where Adam Fantilli could win it. <laughs> like, and uh, that's probably more of an indictment on Chicago than it is a comparison between Fantilli and Bedard. But yeah, I just can't imagine a scenario where Fantilli just doesn't absolutely have, have a hell of a first season in the NHL, especially if he's playing with guys the likes of, of you know, Johnny Goudreau and, and Patrick Line and if not there, then I mean the other guys are still pretty damn good. <laughs> like, uh, he's gonna he's gonna have a good time in Columbus this year. Absolutely. But well, that was fun. We didn't differ too much. We didn't differ too much. The only player I think I didn't have player... I didn't have Carson and you didn't have Gavin. Yeah. So we had a grand total of. 11, 11 play? 11, was that how it works? We had 11 players in our top 10 collectively? Yes. Okay, wow. I don't know why I said it that way. <laughs> we had 11 unique players that we talked about today. Um, and some notable, I mean, like, there are guys that are definitely, like, notably left off, whether that's, I mean, Daniil Tarasov is somebody who could could have been on this list for us, but I don't, like, he wasn't. Um, I think he's probably fallen a little bit from from the graces just because of his injuries and and how those are perceived and and how it could affect things for him at the NHL level. But that's somebody who's missing from this list. And then also only having guys from from the first two rounds of this year's draft, omitting guys like um, William Mylaw and and things like that. I mean, 
that's not i mean he's probably very close to that 11 12 range but um but yeah i mean i think collectively good lists proud of us i this is one of those episodes where i texted laura and i was like here's homework day of yeah <laughs> don't be late <laughs> there is i will not late work will not be accepted you're like already much further along than I am. I had my list and like my mental notes, but like you have part of your article written or I all only, of your article written. Oh, it's not all of it. I promise. I can promise you that. <laughs> it's David. Your it's Adam Fantilli and David Yurichek is what actually has the list is in, but like the actual feedback and actual content, it's. That's a tomorrow issue, but, um, but yeah, so there are lists, folks. Let us know if you agree, disagree, um, but be nice. We cry sometimes. So just be, nice. just be nice. Um, and if not, like we're, I'm, I'm, I will be mean back. Laura won't. No, I'll just cry and then have him be mean back. Yeah, me. I, I can't do that. And then she'll soft block you. Anyway, um, <clears throat> Laura, anything else on your hockey brain? Um, Patrick Line joined officially the Cap City. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you asked me if anything was on my brain and then you just went, <laughs> you just kept talking. <laughs> I was going to like ask like your thoughts on it. Like I was like, going to be like, I'm just giving you shit because you asked me a question and then immediately started talking. I didn't finish my statement. It was all one thought, I promise. It's fine. What else is on your hockey brain? (laughs) Now you want to do that? Hey, I didn't didn't keep going. That's true. No, continue on with your thought or your statement. I was just gonna be like, "What did you like? What's what do you think of that, Patrick Laine joining the absolutely? Cl- <laughs> <laughs> That's all it's gonna be." So yes, uh, Patrick Laine did make his debut for Team Six One Four Hockey this week at the Cap City um, Summer Elite League, and um, they did not win. But he scored three goals and had, um, I think, three or four assists. Um, so pretty good in his, um, first, first time out there. He did drive his red Ferrari to the chiller North. And there's a very adorable clip of Cam Atkinson interrupting Patrick doing an interview with the press, um, to rag on him for points. And then also ask if it was his red Ferrari in the parking lot. Um, so But yeah, I watched the stream of the first game um, and the stream was really nice. Like it was a really well put together stream and um, it's interesting how they put together shifts because it's three on three. And so like if they can, like NHL guys play together, AHL guys play together, like college, so forth and so on, if they can um and so it's just interesting so like he was playing on a line with uh jack rosovic and sean corrali um so and of course he and jack were trying to reignite their gruesome twosome and i'm sure again morgan will be um or she was excited about that because she is desperately clinging on to 
Jack returning as a blue jacket. So, but yeah, it's cool. I love, I love this series and it's only week two. I just think it's so cool to see, um, just to see this all come together. And there was a thousand people at the chiller North on Tuesday. It's real deal. I mean, I think, I mean, this is like, there are definitely these little league, like not little, um, but there are definitely these leagues across North America in the off season, there's one. There's definitely one in Michigan, but I don't think it attracts guys to the caliber. I would say as the Cap City, um, there's one in Minnesota too, and that one is actually like the more popular one, uh, more than the Michigan one. But I honestly don't even know. It's like, is it like the Beauty League or something like that? I could be making that up. <laughs> Let's look it up together yeah okay thank god i was like am i an idiot um that's sponsored by the spit and chicklets podcast it looks like um about us i want to know who's on who's there who's there oh this is way too involved anyway that's also another one that's happening but yes i think it's like cool that columbus has like been so successful like in in this endeavor like and i think that it's obviously going to it's going to stick around um and it's cool to see some of the folks that um have been a part of it and are ushering in a new wave a new generation of what it looks like to have columbus be recognized as a as more than just a football town uh maybe even a little bit of a hockey town yeah, and such a cool like opportunity for fans to have those experiences with players and everything like before and after the games and um and I'm sure a really rewarding experience for the players to have those interactions with fans too because they don't really get to do that during the regular season because um, there is much more of a divide between fan and player but yeah, it's just so cool and hopefully fingers crossed um, we'll be able to tell you a little bit more about this league coming up, but that's all in the in the to do. So look out for that hopefully sometime next week. But yeah, other than that, has anything else happened in our not that I can Cole oh. Cylinder changed his number? <laughs> yeah, big news, big news. Um yeah, I don't really that's interesting. I wonder if it is like like we've talked about. Like I almost wonder if it's just one of those things where it's like trying to to rid yourself of the. Well, the I'm just glad. I'm glad he decided to do that versus what Artemi Panarin did and shave his head. So. Yeah, um, they're better of the two outcomes for sure. Yeah, so we'll see how Cole does as number four. Okay, I could have absolutely looked this up, but is Owen Cylinder? Does he wear four? Does he wear twelve? I think Owen wears 12. Yeah, he does. I don't know why I was thinking that one of the cylinders wears four. It could be their other brother. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. There are. Three of them. There, are. there are. God, what's the third one's first name? I forget. I feel like I knew this at one point. Owen Cole. Isn't it Jack? I don't know. I feel like they had a similar one similar to the Hughes brothers, but I'll have to look it up. Oh, also one of these teams in that league in Minnesota is insane. 
like star quality insane. Like, and the rest of the teams are not. Like, that's why it's like <laughs> even more so. Like, and like, not there are definitely some names that like you would recognize, but like, not like this. I opened this up and I said, What the fuck? It's <laughs> like, this is disrespectful. It's um, just some of the highlights for me, at least, were um, Brock Nelson, Jake Gensel, and Mike Riley, Teddy Bluger. Like, I was like, Hello. All on the same team. Yeah, all on the same team. And like I said, there are definitely some guys on some of the other teams, like um, Dennis Chalowski, Eric Halla, Derek Forbert on one of the teams. Like, that's not, you know what I mean? Like, there are guys that I know, but it's not like Nate Schmidt's on a team. I do think that's one of the things that Cap City has done really well is to kind of evenly space mm-hmm. out the levels. Um, I mean, obviously there are more like lower level players th- to make up each of the teams, but they really did like spread it out um, as far as like the upper level um, talent is considered. So. Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, all I gotta say is Jody Shelley, get your motherfucking skates on, get on the ice. I would love that. <laughs> live for that well i was gonna say i well because i think that you is it that you have to be currently playing probably i think that's what it is but i think as like this grows it would be really fun if they did like a retired um like if it wasn't a league but like just a retired game like where you know some of the old timers Come back. I know they do that already. I know that they have an alumni like game for the Blue Jackets every year, but um, I think that just would be fun, especially because there are those people who are very like they came back to Columbus for a reason, like even if they um, didn't end their careers here. So part of me is wondering if it would be um, part of me is wondering if it would be fun to like have <laughs> this would never work at the end of the cap city summer elite league whoever like either have the champion of it which i don't even know how they're doing that to be honest or if there is one but um have the champion of it play the alumni or do like a cap city summer elite league all-star team and then have them play the alumni for like a charity event for like a charity event like not like like we're not play like you know what I mean like we're gonna. I mean they do like award a star player from each um, game every week and they get a big old bottle from High Banks. Um, also, be checking the age of these players, please. <laughs> oh, <that's funny>. um, <laughs> but so yeah, I, I don't know how. Maybe I'll, we will learn how they plan to wrap it up at the end of. Um, the league, but um, yeah, it's just been, it's just been so cool to see even after just two weeks, just to see how it's, how it's grown. And it's also kind of fun to like see which new players are going to show up like for a week or whatever. So. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good time. I enjoy this. I'm glad it's happening. It's about time. Uh, It feels really representational of Columbus hockey. So get out and check it out. So, 
All right, y'all. Well, it's been a fun one. We got some prospect stuff coming your way in the form of articles if you want to read more about our thoughts. Uh, And Laura is going to be the person that can tell you best where you can find all of that good content and all the other things that we've got on the horizon. Yes, as we mentioned earlier in the show, you can follow our writing endeavors on Twitter at ITRJeremy, and you can follow me at ITRLaura. And then you can follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram and threads, I guess. But I kind of heard that it might be imploding already. Yeah, that didn't work Uh, out very well. (laughs) At Subjectively Pod. Um, And then you can follow us on Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at Subjectively Speaking. We do have a lovely little website where you can find links to all these things. And that is SubjectivelySpeaking.com. And surprisingly enough, we haven't mentioned it already in the show, but... If you would like to support your two favorite hockey podcasters and get some sweet merch in exchange, you can visit our merch store, subjectivelymerch.com. Hopefully we're going to be adding some new things to there, at least before the season gets started up. But we do have some sweet stuff on there now. And then lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on, Um, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Scroll on down, hit five stars. It is our favorite number. Uh, and we still don't know how the algorithms work, but we just know that your likes and subscriptions and stars and comments and all that sort of stuff um, really helps us get noticed in the hockey podcast charts and helps to bring more people to this lovely little community of ours. So other than that, we just love and appreciate you all so much. That we do. And until we get the chance to talk to you all next time, make sure you check out the articles, make sure you follow us, and make sure you take care of yourselves and take care of one another. And we will talk to you all very soon. Bye.